0: Love Talk
1: Radio. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into Yvonne Latrell's podcast. I am the host, Yvonne Latrell, and I have the very, very, very best, awesome, fabulous co-host in the world, SC. <laughs> what's going on? What's good, girl? How you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for asking. How about you?
2: I'm good. I'm sitting here stuffing
1: my face, y'all. What are you eating?
0: <laughs> Some fries. What are you Some eating? French fries. Huh? French fries.
1: Oh, Some wow. French fries. Okay, okay, okay.
2: Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be smacking yes, me out so. here
1: for a little bit.
2: But you know, okay, you don't
0: need one of the church, we do it all. <laughs>
1: we do it all. Yes. We get,
0: we do we get all.
2: drunk. We eat food. <laughs> we talk trash to people. <laughs>
0: yes. We just don't yes, judge yes. you. That's
2: all. We just don't judge you, you know. And don't
1: judge us, me, but <laughs> Well, um, yeah, so we definitely want to thank everyone for tuning in to our Thoughtful Tuesday show. And today's guest will be coming on later, and she's an author. Her name is Brittany Gary. I think it's Gary. Um, So she'll be coming on within the next 30 minutes and Essie will be interviewing her. So in the meantime between time um, what's going on? Um, Is there anything that you want to say? Any current events? Anything in the news that you want to talk about?
2: Yeah, man. So yesterday I got back to um, North Carolina
0: you know, I went away
2: with the family for um, a few days. We had uh, VA, we had Maryland, you know, we had Philly, and um, we stayed in these places and everything. And on our way back, we get caught with a bunch of traffic coming to find out there was an active shooter at UNC campus, you know? So, oh, my gosh. I'm I like, damn, school just started, you know? Right. And it's like, damn, already?
0: You
2: know, so, I don't know. It's just more of what we talk about, about people being aware was, of their
0: surroundings. And,
1: yes, you know. I was just about to say that. We were just talking about that, I think, last week. It seemed like every week mm-hmm. we're talking about be aware of your surroundings.
2: Yeah. Because it's like, what what if, what what did he do to possibly let everybody know that that's what he was going to do that nobody picked up on? Thank you. You know, and sometimes there's no clue and sometimes there's a clue, you know, and it just helps you realize that it can happen anywhere. It can happen to you, it can happen to me, it can happen anywhere with anybody, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just think we as people, we need to start, you know, being more aware of our surroundings, you know? And I preach that all the time because it's important, you know, because your split second decision can cost you your life or save other people's their lives mm-hmm. you know and are you ready are you ready to jump into action if you're capable of you know protecting or defending or you know and i and i'm a firm believer that everybody should have a gun you know everybody everybody's like why do you gun. think everybody
1: everyone yeah. should have a gun you
2: know because criminals would be like damn everybody got a gun now so wait i can't really be a good criminal because this person might have a gun. That person might have a gun. You know, so I just, I just, you know, I just feel for the people that get caught in these situations where they have to live with that for the rest of their life, like the Sandy Hook situation. You know, you got, you got, you got a whole bunch of different situations with these school shootings, and these are lasting um, effects that's going to last people for a lifetime. You know, mm-hmm. how do you get over it? You, you know, it's it's a rough one. You know, it's a rough pill to swallow for some people. You know, so. And um,
1: it's been crazy, okay. You know? And last week I did say about you know like how I am more aware and that if anyone follow me, you know, it's okay if you follow me because I will be going into the police station. So you're going to follow me into the police station. But at the same time, um, you're going to get shot at. So everyone, like I said, and like you just said, everyone should have a gun. Uh, A few days ago, there was a... A shooting at the uh, Dollar General there was a, a white racist male he killed three black people at the at the Dollar General in Jacksonville Florida so I think it was the second day or the, or the third day I was seeing like different angles or, um of the the shooting and you could see him in his trunk he was um, he had put on his vest and he was walking inside with the gun so that's why you definitely mm. should be, um, uh, you know, aware of your surroundings and, you know, just for, like, in the future, anybody, you know, like when you go to the store, if you see anyone with, you know, with a rifle or whatever, you know, kill them, you know, shoot them while while they're walking in. But, I mean, you definitely have to, oh, my gosh, you Definitely have to watch your surroundings, but you definitely—it's it, it, sad though. But you have to really be prepared to pull out your gun at all times. That's that. Yeah. It, it, I, you know, that's where we at now. It's sad that that's where we yeah. are, but that's where we are now.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah. Well, I wanna—I'll put a little disclaimer on something you just said. You know, because I don't mm-hmm. want people to think that we're promoting violence or we're telling you just go kill somebody or whatever. You know, just if you have a firearm and you're a responsible adult, you're responsible to have that gun or whatever, just be aware when other people come around you to have a gun. You understand what I'm saying? Because that don't mean that they're responsible. That don't mean that they're going to use that gun in the right manner. They're not going to keep it. You know, um, most of the times you you look at people carry the gun, and you can usually tell. You know, who's what or what's going on with the person. You know, because normally the bad guy keeps the gun in his waistband. He doesn't have it yeah. in the holster. He has it. You understand what I'm saying? A These are little tell signs. And that's not to say that people that don't, because you could have just snatched it and put it in your waistband and just ran out of the house. I get it. I get it. I understand that. You know, but at that that moment. Those are things you need to look out for, like a person that has a gun it's in the waistband, it's not in a holster, you know. It could be a pancake holster. Yeah, You granted, it can be, but that's something that you have to be aware of. You have to watch that person, you know. And like I said, just because you're walking into a store with a gun and you know your intentions, you don't know what somebody else's intentions are, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And you have to remember, once that gun comes out and you go into action, you got to think, are you legally... You're going to be legally responsible for whatever. Whatever action you take, you're going to be legally responsible. Are you in the right? That's what you need to ask yourself. Don't think because you think you're in the right means you're in the right. Are you in the right? Are you you doing this just because you have the the power to pull out a gun and shoot somebody? Or are you using judgment that you should be using? Should you use logical thinking? You know, they call it the reasonable man theory. You understand what I'm saying? What well, a reasonable man believes that this person or that person or these people are going to be in danger if this person does something. You understand what I'm saying? And there are right. times that are, you know, that do cover and protect you if you do take that person's life.
0: Mm-hmm. Rape
2: is one of them. Kidnapping, forcible kidnapping. And, um... And and, uh, third-party self-defense, but you got to also do your due diligence to know what states honor third-party self-defense, you know, because you can defend the wrong person. You can wind up killing the wrong person. You could be wind up killing the bad guy just because he looks like, I mean, you could be wind up killing the good guy just because he looks like the bad guy in that situation. You know, so you got to do your due diligence. You got to watch. You got to pay attention. You got to just watch a further movement. Certain things, it's just, you know, and and it's not an easy thing to do, you know, with civilians or people that's never had to deal with criminals or anything to that level, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm speaking from a, a level of being trained and being aware because of my – um because of my my, my, my background, my, my growing up, the neighborhood I grew up in. You know, so you learn these things from um, an early age or just through training with some people, you know? Right. So I know I'm, I might say some things, like, wait, how am I supposed to know that? How am I supposed to know that? Everybody gets a gut feeling sometimes when things are not feeling right or things are not in the right position. You understand what I'm saying? Don't mm-hmm. always second guess your gut feeling. Right. You know, don't second guess it because sometimes you could be spot on. You could be spot on. And then Mm -hmm. you could be overthinking it. You understand what I'm saying? So you got to really like weigh your options. Am I thinking it because this person is a different race? Am I thinking that because of this? Am I thinking that because of that? Or am I thinking that because he did this movement or he did that? And I really think that he's a criminal. You understand what I'm saying? So it's it's this decision that you're going to have to live with. If you decide to take action and shoot somebody or pull out your gun or do anything, that is a split decision, and that is an action that you cannot take back. All right. That's an action you cannot take back, and you're going to have to live with your decision forever. You and know, we're not, like you done,
0: said...
1: Uh, Yeah, like you said, we're not promoting um, killing, but we are promoting self-defense. So, like, if you are in a Mm -hmm. situation and you see somebody walking around with a gun, uh, yeah, I would say to kill them, shoot them, kill them, whatever. But if somebody is walking, you know, towards a building and you see them, I I would say um, either kill them or, you know, shoot them where, you know, they can't make it inside, well, let's let's do this. Let's say we promote
2: that you defend yourself and the people that are around you instead of us just saying, you oh, will kill them. You understand what I'm saying? Because I don't want nobody to come back and say, oh, they was talking about killing people and this guy in the third. And you understand? So we, we I just want to be careful with the words that we use and in the in the connotation that we use them in, you know? So, right. you know, I, I get what you're saying. I get it. I get it all day, everything. But right. Listen day, to SC. Know,
1: yeah. Gotta, okay. Well, yeah, you're right.
2: You're we gotta, right. <laughs> we got to think about, you know, sometimes you got to think about your audience. You know, you got to think about your, your, who's listening to you. You know, mm-hmm. you could you could preach that all day, you know, but you got to think, you know, that some people are not comprehensive of certain things.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah, you are definitely right. You are definitely right. But, um, but either way, with that being said, uh, definitely uh, watch your surroundings, everyone. If you don't have a gun, you should, you know, you definitely should get a gun. And as far as, like like going grocery shopping, what? How do you feel about that, Esty? Because I, me and Free, we were talking, and I was saying like, I mean, I don't think we should, you know, we shouldn't be afraid to go to the grocery store. But I don't think, I mean, I think if people know how to, you know, Instacart, DoorDash, whatever, mm-hmm. I I think it's, I don't know, I feel like that's better. I mean, now if you if you're yeah. gonna go in there for a few things, yeah, but. You it's sad, but you've got to be careful being, you know, spending too much time in the store.
2: Yeah. But at the end of the day, too, with that, I, I, I don't want to promote fear. I don't want people to think that they got to be afraid. You know, I, w- I want people to be cautious. I want people to be aware. I don't want to tell telling people, oh, you need to be afraid of this, you need to be afraid of that, and this, that, and kind of third, you know, because some people don't know how to take messages, especially – depending on who the messenger is. You know, they'd be like, well, you know, they're promoting this, and they're promoting that, and they're saying this, and they're saying that, you know, so I I just think that we need to be more aware of who we're around. We just need to pay attention to the people that, you know, that that we allow in our circle, you know. Um, But I don't think people should be afraid of shopping because then we're going to get into another – Another uh, moment of things where it's gonna just be weird. You understand what I'm saying? And life shouldn't sure. be weird. Life shouldn't be. I bad. mean,
1: but we me. To, yeah. Me personally, I'm an online shopper. I mean, I will go out, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna do more online shopping regardless. And, no, we should yeah. not be um, fearful, like you said, but I'm definitely going to even do more or, online <laughs> shopping yeah. than before. But I yeah. online shop um, a, just a whole lot of things, like um, all kind of things. The The, the, the other day I um, bought some hair dye. Now, of course, yeah, I could go to the hair store, but I'm like, you know what, let me
0: just
1: get some hair dye online and <laughs> some deep conditioner,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> but I mean, I'm just an online shopper, Yeah,
0: but I There's do think, that.
1: But, that you, yeah. I was just going to say, I do think that for anyone that's not um, good with shopping online, I think now is a good time to, you know, get familiar with that. Not that yeah. they, you know, not that you have to, but I, I just think, you know, just in case, hey, just in case, yeah. because well, I'm very careful. So. Hmm?
2: They're talking about another round shutting down, so I don't
0: know.
2: They're talking about another round shutting the world down, so I don't know. We're gonna be doing a lot of shopping in a little bit anyway, so
0: get familiar well, with that, these people.
1: Well, with that, <laughs> with that being said, stock up on your feet, your Lysol, <laughs> hand hmm. sanitizer. If we get, if we go there again.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, I, I I I have my own personal feel theories on that, you know, about um the fear that that that, that the government is trying to push. But you know, that's for another show. You know?
0: mm-hmm. I
2: just think that certain things, you know, you, you put it out there in the air, people believe it. Or, yeah, like the spaceships you know, this crazy stuff. You know, they were always seeing UFOs, and now all of a sudden, all these years later, you know, and it was talked about by somebody, I can't remember her name, but she talked about it. She talked about, you know, the the methods the government was going to go, and UFOs was the last one, extraterrestrials. That's what she said. When they get to their last straw of trying to scare people, you know, then they're going to talk about the extraterrestrials, and people are going to be afraid of that. You know, yeah. everybody's scared of ET. You know, but you know, but did y'all have a shooting on your end too? Uh, of, um,
1: well, I mean, but that's not like close here. Yeah, I, I had just said that the the Jack, but that's in Jacksonville. It's in Florida, but it's in Jacksonville.
2: Okay. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was uh. <laughs> okay yeah there was um what about there was a plane crash too wasn't we just talking about that a plane
1: crash yeah it was a bso chopper a helicopter Mm -hmm. the uh that was yesterday morning yeah um um i i think like maybe a few minutes after they took off i don't know what happened something was Something went wrong um, with the chopper. He was getting ready to turn mm-hmm. back around, and <clears throat> he crashed into some apartment buildings in Pompano Beach. So the pilot, Ooh. he got killed, and the person inside of the the apartment it was a, a woman. She she got killed mm-hmm. also. And it was two other yeah. it was two other guys on the chopper with him, but they survived. They did manage to get out.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, you know, what, uh, you know, I want to um, talk about this because I've been in this experience. I've experienced this, you know. Death is a funny you, you what? thing, you know. I said I've experienced this, you know, and I, I just wanted to speak about it a little. You know, death is a strange, funny creature. And what I mean by that is things that kill some people won't kill others. You understand what I'm saying? Like uh, I shouldn't be here, meaning how bad my my accident was, but I'm still here. You understand? what right. I saying? And then you hear about a person get into a little fender bender and they're gone. And you're like, yo, what the fuck? You know, it's it's just strange. You know, life is strange. Right. You know, we're living in a strange moment that um, I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't know how to explain it, you are. It's just crazy yeah. It's just crazy to me, you know, it has no no full design, you know, it, it's unfair to everybody, you know, everybody's going to die, something that you're not going to avoid, you know, everybody's right. going to close their eyes for every one day, you know, and it's just like, when is your number up, I mean, you know, when is, right. when is that good sleep going to come along, you know?
1: And and you can be so, like, um, you know, careful, like, hey, I'm not going to go to the club. I'm not going to go here. I'm not going to go there. And then, mm-hmm. hey, you're sitting in your in your house watching TV, taking a shower or whatever, and then a plane crash on the house, and, you know, you're gone.
0: Yeah. Just yeah. like that. And that's what that happened like,
1: yesterday. Yeah, that's what happened yesterday. Um, and then it was um, the people on the other side of the apartment, they were okay, but it's just, Oh, my gosh, it's crazy, like, okay, how she died, the people on the other side, mm-hmm. they didn't. And then even in the helicopter, one person on the helicopter died, but the other two didn't.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so you, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's crazy you said that, because um, back when I was shooting porn, you know, we had a young lady, and um, they were out partying. And I want to say it was Thanksgiving. I know it was a holiday, and it was going to be drinking involved, right? Mm-hmm. He said, yo, instead of us driving, let's get a party bus. Right? They get a party mm-hmm. bus. The party bus crashes. She's the only one that dies.
1: Oh, my god! The gosh.
2: only one that was the responsible one out of the whole situation. She's the only one that dies. Oh, my
0: god And I'm gosh. like,
2: wow, you know?
0: That's kind of like uh, what's the
1: girl's name, Left Eye? That was, that's kind of like her.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But that was, there's a little more to that than just that. You know, there's a
1: little
2: more to that. You know, but
1: I ain't going
2: to touch on that. You know. Well, we can touch on that later. That ain't (laughs) mine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, most of us, we can touch on that. You know. But, yeah, you know, so, um, yeah, it's just funny, man. Zap is just a funny creature, you know, and it's mm-hmm. unfair, you know. Some people die, you um what is, what is the time you... Hello?
1: Hello, hello. I think we're having a bad connection. I don't know if Essie, can you hear me? Okay, guys. Um, okay, guys. And uh, he just got disconnected. Um, he was saying something, but I. Uh, oh my gosh, should I do advertisements or what? He's going to call back. Um, well, for the people that are that are not live that's not listening to this right now if you ever want to call us live we're on every Tuesday at 9 p.m. and the number to call us live is um 563-999-3548 again the number here at the studio to call us live is 563-999-3548 um okay and Okay. Yeah. Let it happen again. (laughs) You know, we got that
2: storm. You know, we got that storm (laughs) that's hitting us. And, you know, I was moving around. I came back in the house.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh,
2: You know, I was driving, so. Okay. (laughs) You said that like a parent.
1: Let it happen, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) okay yes so i was just giving um everyone the number uh to call us live again that number is 563-999-3548 again 563-999-3548 and if you need to contact uh the podcast to reach se and i to uh be a guest on the show or for advertisement you guys can reach us at 305-204-3371. Again, that number is 305-204-3371. So we will get the message. Um, You guys can leave a message or you guys can text um, text us, but we will get it. We do have other people that are working with us, so they will get the message. If me and him don't check that uh, directly, um, somebody will give it to us. So we are uh building up the podcast. Se and I we're doing great things, so we do have people um uh, that are working with us as well in the background. That's not always online with us. But um but yeah. Shout out so, to
0: my
2: girl Free.
0: Yes. <laughs> Shout I out need to Free. <laughs> Right. <laughs> we
2: talk about free.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: she does a lot oh in the background God. that, you know, I think she should get a shout out for, you know.
0: Yeah. She keeps uh
2: yeah. um, she keeps my head on a swivel at least, you know. She gotta deal with Evolve, so I give her a pop for that too. You know. That's that's her homegirl, you know, they've been friends for X amount of years and I don't know how she did it, but She's done it. <laughs> then you could give her the gas that's coming on next. phone am to help her out to get her some counseling for being Yvonne friend as long as she has been, you know. But I'm pretty sure she's going to need some help.
1: Whatever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think we're going to, you know, get free. I'm going to pay for it free. Don't worry about it. I'll pay for your help. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> I just I just deal with her on a you know us being on the show we talk during the week sometimes but you have to hear her every day so you know kudos for you,
1: you know, right you I have, have to, have to have send you a dead.
2: shot over to your house or something <laughs> <laughs> find out what she drinks I'm gonna give her a double shot of that We're <laughs> <laughs> dealing with you boy. But now nah, you good people, Elon, for real. And I'm, 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 so I'm are glad. you. You know, it's 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 been a pleasure working with you. You know, don't don't get on here and start getting mushy with me, neither.
0: Oh, whatever, <laughs> whatever.
2: So, in yeah, other news.
0: In
1: other news. <laughs> Okay, no, yes, so before we bring our guests on, I do see um, our guests uh, just popped in. So, yes, before we bring her in, is there any other things that you have to say?
2: No, I think that um, they should legalize marijuana everywhere.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh, they definitely should. So, um uh, well, I just want to make a comment on that. So I don't know how to, to roll the marijuana. And um, so I... Hold on, hold on, I hold on, hold on. Let's go back. Let's, go, let's
2: okay. back up. You know, this is not 1800. Mo, roll the marijuana?
0: Well, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I
1: always have to have somebody roll it for me. So I had to um, get some, some 1.5. I had to ask someone, like... Okay, well, what do I get? So they said the 1.5 uh, paper. So I have that now. Um, so I'm in the beginning stages because I want to do it by myself. I don't want to uh, puff, puff, give. I don't want to uh, smoke with anyone. I'm not a drunk. Oh, Everybody you're out selfish. There. No, I, I don't want to share anything. I just want to, you know, just, you know, have a good time. I did by not myself.
2: inhale. I did not inhale. <laughs> I do not inhale. I just stand around <laughs> oh and just just watch everybody
1: else smoke.
2: <laughs> I just watch okay. everybody else smoke, you know.
1: Uh-huh, whatever. Okay, but, yeah, so um, we're going to bring on our very special guest. I uh, did speak of her earlier, um, mm. Brittany. Hold on. I'm going to let her in right now.
2: Hello? Hello. Hey, Brittany.
1: Hi. Hi. How are you? you? Good. How are you? We're great. Thanks for asking.
2: You're kind of sound alike Hold up. Who is that?
1: That was Yvonne or (laughs) was that Brittany? (laughs) And I wasn't smoking that. Who was that, Yvonne? (laughs) No, you are smoking something. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, she has a
2: very lovely voice. Thank you, oh man. yeah, because I said she sound like you. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? Brandi? How are you?
3: I'm good. How are you?
2: I'm good. Don't pay us so much. This how we act all the time, you know. <laughs> ah man. So, are you getting any of this storm? This uh, this um. No. Tropical.
3: No, nope, not yet. At least I don't know if I will, but.
2: All right, you gonna be prepared if it comes. <laughs> okay, I,
0: I, um, I read the
2: bio. You got a lot of stuff going on, girl. So I'm just, I'm just making sure, you know. Yeah,
3: I'll keep up sure with the weather, but okay, I think we're good at least up here for a while.
1: Uh, where are you okay. calling from?
2: Okay. Pennsylvania.
1: Oh, okay.
3: Oh,
2: I just got back
3: from uh PA, Philly. Oh nice. Okay. I'm not that far from there. I'm in Lancaster oh, okay. County, so yeah.
2: And who county?
3: Lancaster. Lancaster. Or like oh, okay. foreigners call it, Lancaster,
2: where the Amish are. Good boy. Ah, <laughs> so you Amish?
3: I'm not, but
2: <laughs> I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I'm only picking up, you know? Don't pay us no mind, you know? <laughs> that's just me, you know?
3: No, you're fine.
2: <laughs> All right. So, Brittany, I will be interviewing you this evening. All right? All right. If that's cool with you. All right. Sounds so,
0: good.
2: I've, um, like I said, I read your bio, and it's you're very, wow. It's a very powerful bio you got going on.
0: Yeah, you know?
2: Um, so... The first thing I want to talk to you about is the um, – do you mind if I touch on the different things in your bio? Through my questions? Yeah, no,
0: go right ahead. Yep. Okay.
2: Okay. So my, um, my first question is, when did you start writing?
3: So I started writing about a year ago. It was right around October of last year is when I started
2: writing. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, um, what are the genres that you write about? Um so
3: I do nonfiction um and my book is based off of my own personal experience with several different forms of abuse and healing um, um from those, so I really try to encourage the readers that they can overcome abuse and trauma, and I walk them through how to heal and how to move forward okay. with their
2: lives yeah, and i wanna I wanna congratulate you on that. Because some women, you know, um, they don't, they get it, but it's too late when they get it, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, and I want to just congratulate you on, you know, your journey. And, you know, and I apologize that that's the test you had to take to get to where you are. But, you know, everybody has a journey in life and they're calling, you know, yeah. so. hmm yeah, my next question is, uh, what are the first steps that you would tell a woman that's in an abusive relationship?
3: Um, well, the very first step I tell mm-hmm. everyone is you have to decide and you have to make that choice that enough is enough and that you want out, you want help, you want to heal. You have to make that choice because mm-hmm. no one can decide yeah. it for you. No one can choose it for you. It's not an easy path. So you have to be committed mm-hmm. to really being fed up honestly Mm -hmm. um and then from there seeking help however that may look um whether it's law enforcement church family friends counseling whatever it is definitely seeking some type of help and then there's so many more steps after (laughs) right
2: right yeah yeah, I get it. You know, um, when I was a um, police officer, I was young. So I really didn't get the whole why would she go back situation mm-hmm. with the domestics. We'd come to a call and we'd be like, oh, he got to go to jail because there was an a, a order protection. It may have been expired or still active. We still had to arrest the male or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then next week or a couple of days later, you're going back. And it's like, yo, why is she still – Going back, you know, and then as I got older, I realized it wasn't that. It was that you mistaken fear for love, you yeah. know, and do you find that to be the case with women, or is it just an assumption I came up with that, you know?
3: No, I definitely find that to be the case with a lot of women, um, especially when you're facing narcissism and love bombing and all of these different toxic traits that an abuser can put on you. Um, That's definitely one of the things. And then also I know for me personally, um, it's really, it's just really difficult. It's almost easier in ways it is easier to stay than to try to hide money Pack up your stuff, find an escape plan, especially when you have kids involved and, Mm. um, you know, the court system, the way that it is, it's very Mm. difficult. So between, you know, just that false sense of love and then the difficulty that's behind it, I totally understand why women or anybody in abuse stays in that situation. I never did before until it came to me and my kids and then I'm like, oh, I totally get it.
1: Right.
2: I I kind of get it too because I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, you know, and I'm not gonna you know defend the actions of what we did and what we put in play, but there was a lot of things that I felt that we as law enforcement, when I was, failed the women. You understand what I'm saying? It was just yeah. enough to get her killed. It was just enough to give him enough opportunity to kill her the next time. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. And and I don't know what they have in play now, but I know when I went through what we was trained on, you know, and then we had domestic officers, you know, domestic violence officers where they had to deal with that hands on. But when you're the first officer there, you got to deal with it in that split second moment. You decide to leave, and you come back, and he done killed the girl, you know. Yeah. So I have another question for you. Have you ever had a situation where you tried to help a girl get out of an abusive relationship, and the guy wound up killing her? That has
3: not happened for me personally. Not yet, not, and I hope it never does. Um, I know it's one of those that it is very, the likelihood of that happening is very, very high. Um, and I think that's another reason why I say you, you really have to make up your mind and decide that you're going to get out and that you want to get out and you want to help because even going back um, willingly is very dangerous, and running away willingly is very dangerous. It is just a very dangerous situation. Period. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I I hope I never have to go through that. I think I would be completely devastated to have to go through a whole other type of healing process right. <laughs> after something yeah. like that. But it is that is that is reality, unfortunately
2: yeah so i got another question it's a little touchy i don't know you know how you would feel about answering it if you don't want to answer it it's cool and we can go on to the next one would you be willing to share with us a little about your abuse what took place
3: yeah sure um so i faced different types of abuses growing up all throughout as far as i can remember um and specifically in my marriage, though, is what I kind of touch on the most on, in this book, just because there were several forms under just one marriage. And it trickled from me down to my children also. And they faced um, abuse as well. But I have been through the sexual abuse. I've been through the physical abuse, the mental. Um, in my marriage, he was very narcissistic very manipulative um so just like the emotional trauma that and the mental trauma that that plays on you um throughout your entire life there was also the financial abuse like i had to make money but when i had to make the money like i also had to spend it or else i couldn't like get groceries or anything like that. So leaving was very difficult because then I had to find a way to hide my money, which of course was very difficult because it's like, well, where's your money for groceries? And, and then I got pregnant with twins on top of that. So having to oh. buy my own baby things and um, it was just a, a whirlwind of that. And then just the threats and and then like i said that trickled down to my children being physically abused Um, my five-year-old was physically abused and that's actually what made me pack up Mm -hmm. and leave um during my pregnancy during this very Mm -hmm. difficult time in my life and even with my daughter she's she was 12 at the time we had to put cameras in her room to figure out what was going on He found those, destroyed them, admitted to that, admitted to the abuse that took place with my five-year-old son, the physical abuse there. So there was a lot of things that had played a role in my life, not to mention all of the other abuses that I had already went through prior to marriage, just more physical, more um, emotional sexual abuses, and things like that growing up. So all of that really built up. And I will say that I never, ever want to go through that again, ever. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, now looking back, I'm in a way thankful only because I know that this is something that happens on a regular basis to so many people. It's not even funny how many people this happens to. So now I can help the best that I can um, with my own personal just experience. And I did get out. I did get healing. I'm thriving. I have businesses, you know what I mean? So I just want to encourage people that it is possible, even with kids. I have four full-time single mom, so it is possible. So, um, there was a lot.
1: Wow. Wow.
2: Do you feel that there's any lasting effects on your children? Have they shown any signs that it's still affecting them?
3: Oh, yeah. Um, my son, he can get very, uh, like temperamental, um, not like where he's lashing out abusive type of way or like hitting or anything, but just like where he doesn't really want to listen to authority. So like if I tell him to do something, if he really doesn't want to do something because he's busy on his tablet or something like that, then we like we can see that effect on him. Same with when my dad comes to tell him something or tries to discipline him. um, We can really see that like lash out. And then he he does he gets like this fit of rage. He doesn't do anything with Mm. it, but run away. But then he comes back and he's he's just like bawling his eyes out. So it's something like an ongoing, he's still continuing to heal as well. Um, and my daughter, major trust issues, um, mm-hmm. just all around the board, trust issues. She doesn't like to be in the car with any other male. Um, and if she does, like she had to have built up that relationship to that person even my dad when he mm-hmm. would come around and he helped us mm-hmm. through um you know just him being here in the house like she really didn't take good to that so definitely see um like the long-lasting effects but we are working through those we're still working on healing. It's not a quick fix. Unfortunately, I wish it was just as fast (laughs) as you get abused. I wish it was just as fast that you could get healed, but it's not like that, unfortunately. So definitely having to like pay attention and be aware of those things while still also trying to make sure that it's the healing and it's not just an attitude. And then also me like okay just make sure i'm being mom and i'm tuning into like okay well this is more traumatic versus you're just acting out you know what i mean like there still right. has to be like that fine line and so it, it it's very difficult
0: yeah yeah okay
2: um wow that's that's a lot for a child to have to swallow, you know, and um, I give you the the kudos for your dad being there, you know, and uh, kudos for you. Now, I want to ask you a question because um, Mm -hmm. over the years, over the months, and more so during COVID, people started Mm -hmm. saying, oh, this person's a narcissist. This person's a narcissist. And I think that a lot of people got away from the, like, the actual signs of a narcissist and they just started calling people narcissists because that was just the word to say. What are the Mm. things that you've seen that started you to realize that he was a narcissist?
0: Oh, boy. (laughs) Uh,
3: Definitely getting caught in lies, I think, was one of the Mm. biggest things. Um, He would, Mm -hmm. like, intentionally get caught in a lie. Um, and it would always just somehow be flipped back around to where I was the one apologizing for whatever he had did. Um, Mm -hmm. Even small things that were, like, he misplaced the cap to a razor. I told him it was in his pocket. Mm -hmm. I watched him put it in his pocket. When I was done with the razor, I needed it. He did not know where it was. And then he finally went out to his truck, and I'm watching out the front window as he's putting the cap from his pocket back onto the razor. And then that whole argument got turned back around on me and how it was my fault that I lost the cap, and how dare I, and this, that, and the third. Same thing when he would disappear for the weekends. It was like everything, no matter what we had argued about there was years of arguments. So no matter what it was, mm-hmm. it always got flipped back around on me. Um, oh. Yeah. And I was like, I don't understand why I'm the one that has to apologize, but it really makes you feel like you really do have to apologize because they get in so deep that mm-hmm. you're like, Oh wait, maybe this was my fault. And you really start to almost think that you're crazy and that like, things weren't yeah. really happening that were happening. And then there's family that turns on you and it's, it is just a very, yeah. So if I had to say like anything, definitely just that slip of being caught in lies and then everything turns out to be your fault along with other things. Mm -hmm. But that was like the biggest red flag right there.
0: Mm And
2: now I got another question because I can hear, I can hear it in your voice. You know, to, you you have a smile on your face, but you're still hurting inside. How do you deal with that every single day? If a woman is listening right now and she just needed that little bit of encouragement on how you deal with this every single day, what would you tell her?
3: Um, honestly, my faith is what keeps me going. That and my children. Um, I dig into God. I pray. Every day, I do read my Bible, um, and doing that, I realize who I am. So, and I know not everyone has that faith or belief system, which is fine. But it's the fact of knowing who you actually are, what you possess, right.
0: the the
3: high standard that you really are and that you don't deserve everything that happened to you. And although that you can't change the things that happened to you, and it wasn't your fault that those things happened to you, you're can. you responsible for your healing because you were created for something better. You do have a purpose after this. No matter what you think, what you believe, you still do have a purpose. And there's so many people that you can touch and help not fall victim to this or help bring them out of that and help bring them into their healing, bring them into their, their calling and their purpose. And then also just breaking those generational traumas and abuses and curses from your entire family. If it weren't for my kids, you know, I would have stayed because I did stay. I stayed through several different forms of abuse until I almost lost my son that's when, for me, the line was drawn. Some people, they stay a little bit longer. Again, I understand where you're coming from, but there's still so much Mm. more. It's still better to get out um, than to have to stay with that. So definitely doing it for Mm. other people um, and not Mm. just myself because it's not just me. There's a world of us.
2: Yeah. And you and you might have people that say, "Well, she 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 understands because she's been through it, but I don't understand because I ain't been through it, you know." And it's easy mm-hmm. for somebody to tell you how to lace up a pair of shoes that they never had to wear. So, you know, yeah. I just say that to the people that say, "Well, she's stupid." You understand what I'm saying? Because I I know yeah. I, I've heard it, I've heard it, I've seen it. They was like, "Well, that's her fault because she allowed this," but. They're not really understanding the situation. They don't know what your finances were. They didn't know the stuff that you had to take to get to where you are. You understand exactly. what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, and that's just for the people that's on here right now. It's just, and be like, well, she's stupid. She should have left a long time ago. It wouldn't have had to go this far. You don't know what you would have did. Because exactly. you are not in, in them shoes. You, you didn't have to tie those shoes. You know, yep. you could put them on, but you didn't have the time. You understand what I'm saying? So, you yeah. know, and and I, and I'm proud of you for being able to recognize that and getting away from from this dude. Yeah. You know, do did yeah. you find with your with you getting away from him? Was it any legal action that was taken that helped you yeah. get away, or it was just okay? Would you want to talk a little about that? And you know.
3: Yeah, because that is another um, really big, I think, important factor playing into this too, is there were a lot of legal actions. We had, I was on the phone Monday through Friday every single day, several phone calls with attorneys, lawyers, um, children and youth, the detectives, the state mm. police, and the regular township police um, mm. every single day while I'm pregnant Mm. into my early delivery, into the babies being in NICU for two weeks and, you know, coming Mm. home with newborn twins. Like, so it is very intense. Um, The domestic violence um, legal team at the courthouse, they helped tremendously with what they could. Um, They were able to set me up with the PFAs immediately the same day that I went there. Um, Mm -hmm. They were very strategic in helping come and seize all the weapons that were in this house um, while he was still here. Mm -hmm. They They were able to set us up with living. However, I had somewhere to go at the time with the kids, so I didn't have to go into their system, but there was something that they do have set up for that. Um, so, Mm -hmm. and then also just the count, the free counseling and the free attorney that comes with that. So Mm -hmm. I was able to actually get all, every single court hearing I haven't had to pay for. I haven't had to pay for the attorney or the legal advice when I would call in. They helped me with divorce papers, um, the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. Children and youth also, they were great to us. Um, they were able to pretty much close the case relatively quick in my opinion at least and they did not take my Mm -hmm. children from me because that was a huge huge thing I was so scared of um Mm -hmm. I was petrified that they were going to take my kids from me just because we were married and we technically still lived in the same house although I had left Mm -hmm. so I wasn't sure how that was going to happen um but they were very very helpful in that however when it comes to like the judges and their actual decisions and things like that that was very difficult. The mm. state police, the detectives, that was very, very difficult for me. Um, they, mm. I felt like they were not on my side, minus the fact that mm. they came and took the weapons. However, that was like the judge told them to. But yeah. I really did not feel like they were on my side at all. They didn't make anything easy for me or my children at all and Mm -hmm. I understand because so many women go back so I get why they're looking at it like oh she's just gonna go back I had the perfect scenario to go back you know I have kids and I have no
0: money Mm -hmm. I have
3: nowhere to live you know what I mean so it's like well why wouldn't she just go back but I no, it wasn't happening for me so I had to fight nail tooth and nail blood sweat tears to get and make sure that everything stood the way that we needed it to, that we got the justice that we deserved and that he wasn't Mm -hmm. going to be able to just walk away from this completely innocent or, you know what I mean? Like nothing happened, basically. Um, I think that he got Mm -hmm. away with a whole lot more than what he should have, but Mm -hmm. he still did get plenty of repercussions. At least we still have the PFA. Um, So, yeah, there was a lot of help, and then there was also a lot of, like, heartache and not as much help as I would have liked to have had and definitely would have thought that we would have had. Um, Even with the PFA violations, we almost got ran off the road by him. I have it on camera, and he's seen us all in the car and literally tried to drive us off of the highway, and that PFA violation just went to nothing the police didn't even write a report for it um so there were a lot of things that were just like you got to be kidding me (laughs) but i still wasn't giving up yeah
2: Yeah. i got um so what would you say to a woman that said man i went through the same situation and the police are treating me the same way i might as well just give up and just let him kill me or just just allow whatever happens happen. What do you what do you say to them? Like, you because know, 'cause I'm pretty sure you've had some coming there with bloody lips or busted eyes or whatever, and you know they like, well, the police ain't doing nothing, you Because know? I know in some states you can get an emergency order protection, mm-hmm. and with the emergency order protection, I know the cops come to the house and they remove all firearms out of the house. Yeah. You know, so what do you say to them? Like, they'd be like, well, there's nothing that, you know, what, what can I do? They're not doing nothing for me. You know?
3: Um, I would definitely say do not give up. Just don't give up because it's just going to make it harder for everyone else that's trying for one. And for two, more importantly than anything is you do not deserve to go back. It's going to be worse. I promise yeah. you it's going to be worse. It is better to just continue on with the fight, push through, soldier up. And trust me, it is so much easier said than done. And by soldiering up, I cried until I didn't even have tears anymore to cry. Like, I felt like I was literally having heart attacks most nights. I had to shut my house off and, like, block the doors and, the windows and put up like different devices and cameras. And I felt completely traumatized. I didn't get sleep for months just being petrified because they did that. They came and took all the weapons and now he knows that we, you know, his secrets are out and he's getting in trouble for these things. And it is very, very, I get it. I completely understand, but do not give up. Don't do it. You will have the favor if you just continue to push through, like you have to just keep going.
2: My next question, I know people are going to be like, yo, what the hell are you talking about, SC? <laughs> and my next question to you is, do you forgive them? And the reason why I ask that is because a lot of times people say, yo, the forgiveness is not for them. It's for you to continue to heal So do you feel or do you think a woman should forgive him if she's out of that situation? Am I talking about if she's still wrapped up in the situation with him and she's forgiving him and she's going back and he's doing the same thing? I'm talking about after everything, after the aftermath, after, you know.
3: Yeah. I I think personally um, you should forgive. And I did forgive, so I think. (laughs) <laughs> so, And I say this all because I have not had to see him again face-to-face. Mm. We don't have any contact. There's no contact with the children, obviously. Um, mm. I feel like I forgave him, but I won't actually know. However, the way that I look at forgiveness is not, it's okay what you did. I'm taking you back. It is... I am not going to um, retaliate and do wrong for wrong. I'm not going to intentionally just ruin your life or send people to kill you or whatever the case is, you know, however it is that you are, when you get mad at somebody, you have, you know, you want to do things to them or to hurt them in some type of way. I do not have that towards him However, I also do not want him to just walk away from this free. I'm not dropping anything. You still, mm-hmm. there's justice that still needs to be served. You did what you did. You did wrong. You have to pay for those consequences. He's still doing wrong now. I am still enforcing that he pays for those consequences. However, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go the extra extent of purposely trying to splash your tires or lie to make it worse or whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm at peace by just saying, you know what, just go. like you're, I don't want you in my head space. I'm not giving you my Mm -hmm. thinking space, my heart space. Like just God will deal with you. The judge will deal with you and just stay away from us. And I think that Mm -hmm. that is important that we do that Mm -hmm. because it does help Mm -hmm. us heal. Like you said, it really Mm -hmm. does. And then okay. also definitely um, forgiving yourself. And I think that that was probably harder yeah. than forgiving him for me. Oh, wow.
2: Okay. Wow. I got another question for you. I know we have the, the 30 minutes, I, and I don't know if you mind if I ask you, like, two more questions.
0: Do no, I there I right with
2: you? Okay. Yeah. How did you feel as a mother that you went through all of this? and say one day your son says i want a relationship with my father
3: yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) i had thought
3: (laughs) i had thought about that before um Mm -hmm. honestly i think at that time i would i would definitely set my kids down and explain to them like this is what happened i have all of the documents, his admission to it, and just let them know, like, this is what happened, here is the facts, and if that's what you want to do after you are an adult and moved out and I'm no longer responsible for you in that sense, you know what I mean, Um, Mm. then that is 100% on you. But this is what he did, and it is my job to protect you as a mother, which I did. And once you're Mm -hmm. out of that realm of quote-unquote protection, then that's really up to them. I will be heartbroken, but at the same time, I really do hope that maybe he changes as a person in the Mm -hmm. years not to have necessarily a relationship with the kids like that's not the purpose i want him to change i want him to change so he doesn't do this to anyone else um Mm -hmm. so that is definitely on the kids after i'm done being that protective figure for them they would have to do that on their own
2: okay all right and my last question How has it affected you as far as looking for a new mate? If you're in the process of looking for a new mate or dealing with a new relationship, how has that affected you? Or have you had an experience where something happened and it triggered you?
3: Yeah, so I definitely got to a good point in my life where I jumped back out into the dating world. And let me tell you what,
0: it's crazy out there.
2: <laughs> yes, it is very crazy out there.
3: It, <laughs> it is. is very but, crazy you know, yeah, I had fun with it and I was able to, like, it was like a tiptoe thing for me, like, oh, let's get in and then nope, let's back out or you start talking to someone. And I noticed that, like, Oh, wow. That was very triggering. This is not like the time for us to be together. Like I got some things I got to go back and like work on myself because I don't want to bring anything into a new relationship that's going to like hinder especially right from the start. And I don't want to be triggered. I don't want to feel like I have to even, you know, put them through that because that's not even fair. So dating has been definitely one of those like really crazy experiences um, but mm-hmm. I was able to actually meet someone that was that really treats me like a queen, honestly. And there are still some things that I notice that I'm like, oh, wow, this is triggering. But I feel like we're at least um, on a level where I can tell him this is triggering, and I yes. understand where the trigger's coming from, and we can work mm-hmm. through that together and come up with a plan and... It is a really good I think that the dating scene after you've done tons of healing is like a really good mm-hmm. um way to kind of measure yourself and see
0: yeah
3: how you are and definitely um it has broke down walls for me that I have built up and it has mm-hmm. brought healing into trust issues that I've had so mm-hmm. I say once you're once you're ready, try it out if it ain't working. Go back, leave the person alone, <laughs> try again in a couple months or however long it might take you, years, months, whatever. <laughs>
2: okay. No
3: hurry, though.
2: <laughs> wow, this has been a very interesting conversation.
3: One yeah. of the
1: best. Um, one of the best guests that we've ever had, and I don't say that um, much. I always tell people that they could come back, but I never say, hey, this was one of the best. And i and SC know that. So.
2: Oh, yeah, great. Thank you. I would, I would, I would love to actually bring you back for part two only because you touched on some things that I want to touch on and there wasn't enough time to touch on it. And that was the triggers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know,
3: <laughs> that's a big one.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that would be great. Absolutely. Maybe we can. Yeah, maybe we could bring you back to the show. Yeah, we'll, she, um yeah.
0: yeah,
1: we can set something up. You know. She has uh the information. Yep. Um also, um, your book is your book available? Yes. It's
3: on Amazon okay. right now. Um, okay. Uh let us know a, um about it, the title, everything. Yeah, it's called Breaking Free Healing from Abuse and Trauma. Um there's a blue original copy. I call it the original copy, and then um, and it has like a heart with wildflowers coming out of it. And then there's a blackout copy. That is the same exact book. I just did that in more hiding for anyone that's still with their abuser. So there's no chapter titles. There's no big bold fonts or prints. Um, everything is oh, right. wow. packed in. So if you're just flipping through it. Nothing's gonna jump out at you, and like you're not gonna see anything. I even made the font a little bit smaller, so the book itself is a is a bit smaller too. So that black one is is mine also. It's the same one, just format it different.
0: Okay. That's like calling and ordering
2: a pizza. I I got it. I like it. (laughs)
0: Yes.
2: (laughs) Yes. I like
1: it. And can you say the title again um, for everyone? Can you? uh, Yes. The title
3: is. Breaking Free, Healing Mm -hmm. from Abuse and Trauma.
1: Okay. And it's available on Amazon?
3: On Amazon, yep. Okay.
2: Wow. That was a very intense interview.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Yes. Um um yes, we would definitely love uh for you to come back. I will um reach out to you and um and schedule uh you to come back. Sounds good. Okay, Essie, anything else? No. Okay. Nope. Um and can you uh pronounce your last name um for us? Yeah, it's Gary. Brittany Gary. Okay. G-U-A-R-Y. Yeah, the U is silent. Yep. <laughs> right, yeah, because I'm like, I don't know if it's Gary or if it's Gary. Okay.
2: Yeah. Okay, yeah, I texted her okay. before the show. I said, you're going to say this one, but I don't want to mess this lady with up I'll throw her under the bus at the heartbeat like, yeah, I
1: pronounce it. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Okay, yes, so definitely, um, we will definitely love uh, for you to come back, and thank you so much for coming on. And everyone, again, that's Brittany Gary, and check her book out on Amazon.com, and that does it for us. Good night, everybody.
2: Good night, everybody.
0: Good night.